of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. ready to receive the word of God for your life today. You're ready to receive the minister of God with the appropriate response. Let's welcome our father, the bishop, Dr. Leslie Kwakupom. Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Just please begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just give him glory. Give him praise. Just bless his holy name. Let's bless his holy name. Just begin to bless his holy name. Lift his name up on high. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Just lift his name up on high.
gates fade. Let all the other gates fade away. Come on, sing that like a declaration. Let all the other names. Let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names fade away. Take your place. Jesus, take your place. Indeed, let all the other names fade away. Let doubt fade away. Let fear fade away. Let anxiety fade away. Until the name of Jesus is the only name that is exalted. Father, we thank you for this morning. We declare the heavens open. We declare our hearts and our minds open. Speak a word into our spirits this morning. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? As Pastor Della said, this is 2019. So if you are clapping, clap like you. You crossed over a few days ago. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. How many of you are excited to be in church today? Oh, only the Christians are excited. <laughs> we thank God for today and we thank Him for the first Sunday service for 2019. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a, it's a very powerful day. 2019. First Sunday service. Today, I'm not going to preach for long. It's going to be a very straightforward short message i'm going to preach for just about 30 minutes all right for a number of reasons pastor Adela is laughing he doesn't believe me that i can preach for just 30 minutes but today i will shock him <laughs> i'll preach for 30 minutes for a variety of reasons one of them is the fact that we'll be doing a baby dedication today all right we'll be dedicated it's, it's the first of many to come this year. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'll be doing a baby dedication today. And then the second reason is that some streptococcus has decided to colonize my vocal cords. So, as you can see, my voice is not the best. And yesterday night, I went to aggravate it at some conference. So, you are there at the receiving end now. You, you suffer for... <laughs> For it. And actually tomorrow and Tuesday I'm in Cape Coast speaking at another conference. So I'll do the conservation with you. As for you, I'll be with you for the rest of the year. Hallelujah. Yeah, so tomorrow and Tuesday I'll be in Cape Coast, the University Interdenominational Church. I'll be with them for two days. I'll return on, on Tuesday. So I need to conserve my voice small. Hallelujah. All right. So, how many of you were at the Watch Night service? How many of you were at the Watch Night service? It was an awesome service. Yes, very awesome service. And the Lord revealed the theme for the year. You know, some people believe if God gives you a word or a theme, then every preaching in the year must have something to do with possibility. The theme is not necessary. It's not only for, for preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maybe in, in student churches, that, that is it. It's like everything has to be. But the theme is for, is for living, is for prayer, is for worship, is for everything. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. So this year, the Lord says, is a year of possibilities. He wants us to erase the word impossible from our dictionary, from our lexicon. The things that you never thought were possible. This year, if you apply yourself well, they will be possible in your life. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't speak these words by heart. When God speaks, it means he has made the grace available for the thing to happen. And those who align themselves strategically are the ones who see the effects in their lives. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to, to believe this word. I don't come out to say God says until I've heard. Those of you who walk close with me, I don't say God says by heart. When I say God says, it means I've heard God say. Hallelujah. And God says this year is the year of possibilities. Amen. For this church, some of the things that will happen to us, people will be shocked. It's like we are going to break a lot of norms. We are going to break a lot of what we usually call the status quo. Amen. I mean, normally, a church that is just about one and a half years old, it's too early to own your own property. But in this year of possibilities, it is possible for us to own our own property. In the, it's, it's possible. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the kind of dreams and plans we have for that property, you very soon will roll them out for you. Amen. It is possible for us to have a, a, a bus that will pick those who are from, you know, long distances, those who are coming from afar. Just gather them, sit in the bus, come. Some of you, midweek service, you don't come because of some of these things. So, if there's a bus waiting for you, finish, you sit inside, you go back, distribute people, stuff like that. There are a lot of things that are possible in this year. Amen. So it is indeed a year of possibilities. Today, I just want to share with you a few keys that will help you to unlock the impossible this year. A few keys. And as I said, I won't speak for too long. Share with you a few keys that will help you to unlock the impossible this year. How many of you remember our theme verse? What's our theme verse? Luke 137. Yes. Luke 137. Let's have it. Luke 137. King James. Luke 137. It says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. This was an angel speaking to Mary. When he had come to announce the birth of Jesus and everything, they were, she was doubting because, I mean, by logic and by human calculations, there was no way that thing was supposed to be able to happen. He said, but I know no man. I don't know any man. How can I get pregnant? Told him, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And I like the fact that they said, with God. Everybody say, with God. You see, with man, there are limitations. But thank God that we believe in God. And God actually lives in us. Hallelujah. That means, with this God living in us, everything is possible. The Bible says, I can do all things. Not because I'm anointed, not because I am handsome, not because I am intelligent, but I can do all things well through Christ. The God factor is key in everything being possible in your life. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the impossible happening in your life, there are two dimensions to it. There is the God dimension of it, where you don't have a hand in it. It is just the miraculous power of God at work. And something that is naturally supposed to be impossible becomes possible. I gave you the example of Jesus multiplying bread and multiplying uh, fish. In a situation of scarcity, 
you expected Jesus Christ to complain because things were not enough. But instead, he gave thanks. And the thanksgiving unlocked the impossible, unlocked the supernatural, and caused a multiplication to happen. Look, who tells you your bank account cannot multiply? Who tells you that the money in your pocket cannot multiply? Me, I have personal testimonies of such things. Hallelujah. There was a time we had a fire rally. Those days we hadn't started um, overflow. We had fire rally some years back. And we knew the amount of money we had. And we were spending it on things in preparation. Buying things, buying lights, buying all sorts of things. By the time the program was over, we realized we had spent thousands of CDs more than what we had. We didn't go to borrow. We were not owing anybody, but we had been able to pay for every single thing that we needed for the program. Where the money came from up to now, I cannot explain. Hallelujah. So God is still in the business of multiplying things. Amen. So that there is the part of the impossible becoming possible where it is God that is moving. Where it is God that is doing his own thing. You don't have a hand in it. But then there is another wing to it where you have to put certain things in place. Those things that have been impossible have been impossible because you have failed to do certain things. Hallelujah. It's not like they are impossible. It's not like there are things that cannot be achieved. It's not like there are things that cannot come to pass in your life. But because of your failure to do certain things and to think a certain way and to act in a certain way, those things have become impossible. And these are some of the things I want to share with you today. Keys to unlocking the impossible. Most of the things that you think are impossible is because you are not doing certain things. It's because you are not putting certain things in place. Hallelujah. So key number one to unlocking the impossible in your life is discipline. Somebody say discipline. Say it again, discipline. In fact, discipline is a word we Africans, we don't like. We like everything to... We like being free. We like to wake up when we want to wake up. We want to go to work the time we want to go to work. We want to come to church the time we want to come to church. We want to do everything leisurely. We want to do everything in our own time. But you see, discipline has been one of the keys to the success of the Western world. Especially discipline with time. When an European tells you, I'm coming to your house at 7.30, 7.30 is there. If you deviate from the 7.30, then it will be 7.25. Not 7.35. Ghana man. If you ask him, what time are you coming to my Oh, I'll come and visit. What time are you coming? i come in the morning. Morning is from 12 midnight to 12 noon. 12 hours. If you are lucky and black man will give you time, you say 7, 7, 38. And you are there about. Wide margin of error. 7, 7, 38. There about. In the there about adds another extra hour. It will be a nine. Recently, I was telling my wife that I, I don't understand some people. They'll tell you, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. That's the night. Somebody said he was calling me back in 10 minutes. It was around 9 15. 
I got the call this morning at 6 15. 9 15. And I was sitting down waiting. I mean, when you tell me something, my mind is on it. I'm just waiting like that, concentrating on it. 9 15 p.m. I called the person and said, Oh, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. 6 15 this morning. Even now, I had to call first. And the person didn't pick. And the explanation was that I fell asleep. While me, I was sitting there awake. I was feeling very sleepy. And because you said you called me, I was awake. More so because the news I was expecting was very important to me. We need to learn to be disciplined. Hallelujah. The reason we are not able to achieve a lot of the things that we, we, we want to achieve is because we, we don't apply discipline. Discipline comes with consistency. Consistency. Even in your work with God, you need discipline. Many of you, if I look at your New Year resolutions for the past five or six years, there's something about consistency in prayer, consistency about reading the Word, consistency about in, uh, fasting, and things like that. They are, they are all there. They are all there. They are things that we wish for. But we don't put in the necessary measures to ensure that it's done. You see, when you want to be disciplined with the Word, you need to have a structure for your Word study. You don't do the thing where in the morning you wake up and you open the Bible, Lord, speak to me. And then wherever it opens to, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, wherever. You don't have any structure to your word steady life. When it happens that way, you don't even remember what you read. Because there's no structure. There's no build up. A lot of people have this wrong mentality that devotionals are for people who are now growing in Christ. Even Paul said, I do not consider myself to have apprehended. After all his experience, he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. The New Testament that you are struggling to read. He wrote two thirds of it. He said, I don't consider myself to have apprehended. That means, he doesn't consider himself to have reached anywhere. Now some people, one, two years in the Lord, daily, daily, I said daily guide. Uh, daily, is it daily guide? Daily power. Daily power is for, is for SU, SU for people who are now starting. The immature Christians. But you need a structure to your well steady life. Hallelujah. That is how you can be consistent. You see, when there is a pattern and there is a build up, you look forward to the next thing. It's one of the ways of being consistent. But if you are doing this, Lord, speak to me thing, there is no motivation to go back and to read anything. Hallelujah. You have to go for my sermons on spiritual growth. As for that series, maybe you have to repeat it in this church. I think it's very, very important. I taught them how to study the word, how to pray. One of the best ways of praying on your own, which I know is a problem for most people. When we all meet at the first night and we are firing into 2019, hey, we cancel accident. Hey, we do this. That one is easy. You flow. But when it is you, God, and the devil standing in the corner there watching you. It is a big battle. But one of the easiest ways to pray alone is to pray with music. Everybody's in music. Yeah. You have some earphones in your ears. Have a playlist of 15 of your favorite worship songs. You see, the songs that will move me may not move you. When I, I ask them to lift hands up, somebody will say, you sing, yeah, na, na, no, so, ma, bo, so. You, that is what moves you. Me too, this one is the one that I like. You understand? So you, you pick 15 of your favorite 
worship songs, the songs that move you, and make a playlist out of it. When it is time for you to pray, you put that playlist on. You realize that 30 minutes will pass and it will be like 2 minutes. Because you are in the spirit. You see, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. It is a way of accelerating our process from breaking out of the outer court into the holy place, into the holy of holies. Praise, worship. It's easy. And you see, when you plug your ears like that, you have shut out 83% of sensory input. Sorry, when you shut your eyes while you are praying. Sometimes what makes it difficult is the fact that you've opened your eyes and you are praying. So mosquito is running and you are afraid of malaria. So you see mosquito, you know, hey, you just come out of the spirit like that. I have to finish this mosquito before it comes to attack me at night. But you see, when your eyes are shut and you're in the spirit, it can be using its proboscis to be piercing your ears and you don't feel it. Because you're in the spirit. Hallelujah. So, have the habit of praying with music in your ears. You can also pray with preaching. There are some preachings that just tear you up. There are some preachings, you are not even listening to the word, so, but it's like the sound of the word. There is this power. I, I, how many of you know what I'm talking about? You, you are not even listening to the word. It's not the words that are blessing you. There is some power behind the words that are just tearing your spirit up. And I keep telling people that that is one of the easiest ways of actually receiving an impartation from whoever is preaching. If you are praying with the preaching, me, I've done it several times. Praying with the preaching, you lock your ears, shut your ears, the preaching is on and you are praying. You realize that the praying becomes easy. Because you see, sometimes when you are alone praying, that is when you realize you have a watch. You think you have done 15 minutes. When you check, Charlie, 3 minutes, but hey, and you are planning to do one hour. Because I've told you the SI unit for prayer is what? One hour. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he came to the disciples, he said, Couldn't you wait with me for even one hour? That means Christian, day one hour a day, you should be able to do it. They said Jesus used to go a little while before day. That means every day, hours in prayer before he came out. No wonder casting out demons was easy for him. No wonder raising the dead was easy for him. He had something he used to do in seclusion early in the morning before coming out to confront the challenges of the day if you want to be a strong believer this year your prayer life must be consistent your worst steady life must be consistent hallelujah and your coming to church must also be consistent some of you, you are visiting visitors it's like you come twice and then one, you go on a two month sabbatical and then when the spirit moves you, you come again. You see, you need to belong to a church. That I explained to you that we have the church universal, the body of Christ. But we also have local churches. And everybody must belong to a local church. You can't be jumping from place to place like that. You will never grow spiritually. Hallelujah. You never grow. Imagine a seedling. You planted it. Today you take it out of here, take it into another soil. Take it out of here. Very soon it's going to wither away. And that is what a lot of people are doing. No church can identify you that this is my member. And most of the time it's because we don't want monitoring. We want to be able to sleep till 10 a.m. on Sunday morning and nobody can call you. Because nobody has a right to call you. Because you are not a member of any church. Hallelujah. If you are here like that, repent in 2019. Yeah, you need to belong to a church. 
So discipline is important. Many people are late because they don't plan to come early. We don't plan. We want to come early. It's not that the fact that you come to church late is not because you are evil. It's not because you have some way. No. You want to come to church early, but you don't plan to come to church early. Planning to be on time means you have ironed your clothes the previous day. Planning to be in church early means you know the distance between your house and here and how long it will take you to come. If you don't have an idea of that, you will be late because you set off, maybe service is supposed to be at 7. You set off at 6.50. For you, you have left home on time. But maybe the distance, it will take you 30 minutes to reach here. You are late. You never planned. And that is why you are late. Hallelujah. So 2019, one of the keys to unlocking the impossible is to be disciplined. This year, it is possible for you to pray two hours in the morning before going to work. Hallelujah. You see, I'm saying you don't believe it. Let the spirit of possibility be injected into your spirit. I say it is possible for you to pray for And I'm not only talking about when we are doing fasting and prayer. A consistent thing in your life. Hallelujah. It is possible to read the Bible cover to cover this year. And I want you to make it your aim. Maybe you've read it twice already. Read it a third time. Hallelujah. So you know what is in every corner of the Bible. If somebody is saying something, you say, mm, this thing sounds strange. Because I've not read it before. Somebody gives you some prophecy. You know, one of the things, one of the ways of checking prophecies, you check it with scripture. But you don't know the scriptures. So when the person says it and it's off, I receive a word. It's deep. You see, now deep means I don't understand. That's a new meaning for When somebody goes to listen to a sermon, they ask me, Charlie, how it says deep. Most of the time, it means Charlie, man, the thing was complex. It's not every prophecy you receive. You check it with scripture. But you don't know the way. If what the person is saying has a correlation somewhere in Zephaniah, which you have never read before, how do you know? We need to know the Bible cover to cover. That's one thing I admire the Muslims for. They have people who have memorized the Quran from beginning to end and they can rattle it. Just like that. May God give you the grace to memorize scripture. Yeah. Memorizing scripture is very important. When I was teaching you, I gave you some app. Scripture typer. I don't know how many of you downloaded it. I don't know how many of you uninstalled it later because you had finished using it. It is a very effective way of memorizing scriptures. The method they use is very, 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 very simple and it makes it easy for you to memorize the scriptures. Scripture typer. Go and look for it on Play Store. Very, very, very easy. Another easy way of memorizing scriptures. It's for you to do a voice recording of that scripture. This one that you realize with God all things are possible. This one, if it's not in your head by now, then there is something wrong somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do a voice recording. Your phone is not only for WhatsApp and Facebook and Instagram and Uta Selfie. Those are not the only uses for, for your phone. You have a recorder on it. Record. With God, all things are possible. When you are there, play your own voice and put it on repeat. You realize that it's easy for you to say the same thing again later. Sometimes the reason why it's difficult for us to memorize is that we are trying to memorize. 
sometimes the secret to easy memorization is for you to use the method of repetition. That's how children memorize things. So most of it rhymes the children say. In fact, there are some rhymes I said some years ago. I'm now understanding what I said. I didn't understand them. It's like they make you repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And the time you realize, you can just say it as it is. That is the way to memorize scripture. You just repeat and repeat. Have the scripture on stickers in your room, by your bed. Wake up and you read it out loud. Not read it in your mind. Read it out loud. And start with the shorter scriptures. The shorter verses. If you go and start with longer ones, you will be disappointed early. And you will stop. You understand what I'm saying? Shorter ones, the short, short, short. And Jesus wept. And Jesus, so when you're able to sit down, you're encouraged. Actually, me too, I can quote something. And Jesus wept. <laughs> A whole sermon can be preached on and Jesus wept too. It will tell you that, Charlie, it is alright to cry sometimes. And Jesus wept. Then you go to the longer ones and the longer ones and the longer ones. Hallelujah. So this year, to unlock the things that have been impossible in our lives, we need to walk in discipline. Number two, you need to break out of your comfort zone. For the impossible things to become possible, you have to break out of your comfort zone. You know what that comfort zone is. There are some of you, eh? There are some talents and some abilities. You know they are there. You just need to break out of your comfort zone. There are some of you, you are very good teachers of the word. Some of you, you are very good singers. There are some serious abilities. Some of you are very good public speakers. And if you will avail yourselves, you can be trained to be very good preachers and very good teachers. But it's like you are comfortable not having any responsibility. You are just comfortable receiving all the time. Because they said, on the day of judgment, those of you who are teachers, you shall receive the stricter judgment. That means the judgment day line is two. Strict judgment line and then lenient judgment line. You want the lenient one. So tell me, I'm not going to come out and start teaching people. Who, otherwise that day, Apostle Peter will move you. Apostle Peter will not be here to be one of the lies. So you'll not be there to push you <laughs> into any lie. You need to come out of your comfort zone. You have, you have become too comfortable in certain places. The people of Israel came out of Egypt. God's final destination for them was not Mount Horeb. It was the promised land. But they got to Mount Horeb. It was comfortable. They were fine. Everything was okay. And they were staying there longer than they were supposed to. And God said, you have stayed at this mountain for too long. Break camp and advance. You need to move forward. There are certain things. There are certain places you are in your life right now. You need to break out and move to the next level. It has become a comfort zone. Your ministry, if you are a singer, you are a preacher, there are higher heights, there are deeper depths. You can get very comfortable that, uh, after all, when I come and lead the worship, the people are blessed. I see hands lifted. People are not there and they are sitting down and waiting for me to finish, for the service to go on. I can preach. So you become comfortable and you are there. And you see, the funny thing about being comfortable is that those that are restless and want to get better will come and bypass you. You might think you are there, you are a go, you are there. People who are ready to improve themselves and to move to the next level. Same with work. You think, oh, where you are, Charlie? Others are working harder. You must have the mentality of always trying to add on. 
On the judgment day, some people will have a problem with God simply because they were comfortable with what they had and they never did anything to add anything to it. That's what the parable of the talent is about. When God gives you, you say, you let me just keep the one like that because Charlie, this guy, if I go and attempt to do something and he becomes some way, I'm in trouble with him. You have become too comfortable. Oh, the fact that they call you also, they call you man of God. Hey, man of God, that is fine for you. There are higher heights and there are deeper depths. Hallelujah. That is why I like Paul. Upon all his experiences, raising the dead, healing the sick, writing the word, having heavenly experiences. The man said, I do not consider myself to have apprehended, but leaving the things that are behind, I press on for the things that are ahead. Anybody who has done something significant in their lives had to break out of a comfort zone. Had to break out of a comfort zone. From the John Wesley's to the Charles Wesley, there were people who desired God more and more every day. I've told you before, somebody saw John Wesley's diary. And one of the days, he said he was sad. Why was he sad? He was sad before, because that day he was able to pray only four hours. And that had made him sad. For you, that would be a day of jubilee. You power to pray four hours. This is somebody who desires God at a certain level. No wonder God used him so mightily. When you see God using people and elevating people, whether in this, there is always something about breaking out of your comfort zone. You are too comfortable where you are. Some of you, your comfort zone is because you are shy. May every spirit of shyness be broken out of you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the righteous man is as bold as a lion. It is not scriptural to be shy. It's not scriptural. We think it's modesty. Sometimes eh, it's false modesty. It's like, oh, you know you are good at the thing and they want to give you a chance to do the thing. Oh, as for me, this is academics, the same. Some sharks, eh? This is, oh, tell you, I've not learned crowd. You know those kind of people. But the, the thing will come, result, hey, you haven't learned pony. It is false humility. May God eliminate false humility from your heart this year. Hallelujah. I showed you before in the scriptures that, you see, we can use our own mouths to take ourselves out of the blessings of God for our lives. People have seen that you are anointed. They call you Charlie, man of God. You have oil. You are anointed. <laughs> I'm not anointed. Yes. I'm not anointed. I make. He man of God. He said, no, me, I'm a fetus of God. I am small in the things of the Spirit. Use your mouth to say those things. I showed you that Peter, on the night Jesus Christ was crucified, somebody came to him. He said, aren't you one of the disciples? He said, no. Second time, aren't you one of the disciples? Hey, young girl, if you don't get out of here, I'll slap you. Third time, almost took a stone to stone the girl. Hey, come on, get away from here. Three good times. He used his mouth to take himself out. When Jesus resurrected and the angel appeared to one of the disciples, he said, he said go and tell the disciples and Peter. Are you getting the revelation? Go and tell. He has said it not once, twice, but three times. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. Wasn't he part of them? He would have just said, go and tell the disciples. 
we take ourselves out of things with our mouths. But this year, when they say you are anointed, say I'm double anointed. Hallelujah. When they say you are a rich man, Osikeni, tell them that me am in Hallelujah. We are comfortable being in that small corner. Because it doesn't come with a responsibility. Some of you, you are just afraid to be seen. Hey, I want to, I just want to be there. Because when, when you are out there and people are seeing you, to give people the chance to say things about you. The fact that you are not even coming out, people are talking about it already. You understand? Whatever you do in this world, whether you come out for people to see you, they will talk about you. If you are quiet, they will talk about you. If you are too loud, they will talk about you. If you are boring, they will talk about you. If you are too funny too, they will talk about you. So do what you are supposed to do. Hallelujah. Let every comfort zone be broken for you to manifest as a child of God. Sometimes people even limit the success in their lives. They, 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 they intentionally don't achieve certain things because they don't want attention to come upon them. There are times when you have to be wise, actually. Let's say God has blessed you with some plenty money. As a young man, as he's going to do this year. Hallelujah. You don't suddenly go and line up three Range Rovers. How many can you drive at a time? Are you an octopus with many legs? Accelerator here, this one here, and you are driving all of them at the same time. Three Range Rovers. Trust me. You, you, you will be dubbed or labeled a Sakawa boy. Occultist. They'll start investigating who in your family died. And they'll link the two. Now we know. At times you need to be wise. You need to be wise. But you see, when it comes to the things of God, let them say what they'll say. Hallelujah. Ah, If God blesses us this year with an eight-acre property, Will we say because we are one and a half years, it's too early, so we shall take it. We shall take it. And we shall develop it. We shall build an ultra-modern auditorium. You see, a beautiful auditorium where when you enter, all your problems are forgotten. All you can say is that God is good. God is good. God is good. You know, the, the praises are just flowing out of your mouth like that. Auditorium, a whole complex. With even accommodation facilities. But those of you who are struggling to find a place to, you know, house job, they said, don't give you accommodation here. They said, go and sleep inside. Students' hostels. Built. Modern ones. Very well run. No students' hostel where you go to the bathroom and it's as if all kinds of things are happening there. You can have a, a, a shopping complex. So Sunday, when you finish church, then the ladies tell it, let's go and do our shopping. Then you gossip small. Then you talk about things small. You see, gossip is it's called news update. Updating yourselves, kakan kakan like that. Then we are building the family of Christ. If we get such a thing, we shouldn't take. Because people will say, thing, we shall take. We shall take it. We will take. As for the talking, let them talk. This is not our comfort zone. This place is a starting point. It is a beginning place. We will break out of this comfort zone very soon. Sometimes people can get very attached to places. So when God is even introducing you to a bigger one, it's like, oh, you have some car you are attached to. 
and God is bringing you a big one. He said, Give this one away. Say, Charlie, I, a lot of memories. That, that is a, it's a symbol of my beginnings. When I, when I was struggling, when things were, you know, then God says, You give that one away. Go and dash it to somebody who is also beginning. And let me take you to the next level. You'll be surprised that when we get a new place, that some people they are like, Oh, I like this place. You know, the way the air conditioning is nice. That place will be air conditioning. So come. Hallelujah. You need to break out of your comfort zone. Let your talents come out this year. Don't be worried about what people will say. Hallelujah. Point number three be a planner. Tell somebody, be a planner. One of the problems with we Africans, aside the fact that we don't have discipline, is the fact that we don't plan. Everything has to be spontaneous. We don't plan for things. Even in ministry, we don't like planning. We don't plan our ministrations. It's the Spirit of God. So let me just come and stand there. Let the Spirit use me. There are times like that, but it doesn't always work like that. Hallelujah. Let the Spirit work on you in your planning closet. Let the Spirit work on you. Let the Spirit come upon you in your planning closet. Because sometimes in ministering, you need others to make what God has told you to do work. If there is a song that God has given me for us to sing while I'm ministering, and I wait and I get here, and I leave the song, and Pastor Gideon doesn't know the words, Pastor Adela doesn't know the words, Michael doesn't know the words, all the people I can trust, they don't know the words. And me, myself, I can't trust my voice to lead that song. What God wanted done will not get done. Hallelujah. But if I waited on God and the Spirit of God came upon me while I was preparing for the meeting, ask them a lot of times, I'll call them ahead of time. Learn the lyrics of this song. Inform the instrumentalist so that so, so, and so, and so. You realize that it blends in nicely and the ministration is better. The effect is more powerful. Rather than leaving everything to spontaneity. Hallelujah. In the same way in our daily lives too, we need to plan. A lot of the things that you think are impossible seem impossible because you've actually not sat down to analyze the thing well. There are a lot of people who have this mentality that they can't own a Mercedes Benz. One, because it's too expensive to buy and two because it's too expensive to maintain but if you research well you realize that this is not entirely true hallelujah it is not entirely true the mercedes benzes we have levels of we have classes that's why they call them classes a class b class this that there are classes and how expensive they are differs they have made a market to fit every category of human beings. So you have the S class, which is presidents. It's presidents who drive those ones. Because the level of luxury in it. If you want to buy one S class in Ghana right now, you should be able to spend 160,000 euros down. Uh-huh. But there are others whose price will not even reach there. But they have the Mercedes Benz sign. And the fact that you are driving it the assumption is that you are rich. But they are cheap. Look, there are Mercedes Benzes that are the same price as Toyotas. I'm telling you. Especially when it's second hand. Same price. You'll be shocked to know that the price of the, of the parts of Honda 
is more expensive than that of Mercedes. Honda cars. Who car drives a Honda? Victor drives a Honda. Go and ask him. Honda parts are expensive more than Mercedes. But see, you don't know. Hey, Benz, yeah, me, Benz. You need to plan. You need to, to analyze things. Anything you want to do, you sit down and count the cost first. Let's read Luke chapter 14, verse 28. Give me NLT. Luke 14, 28. Luke 14, 28. Luke 14, 28. It said, But don't begin until you count the cost. For who will begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough to finish it? Hallelujah. This is planning. God Himself is a planner. There is a pattern in creation. Why do you think the very first thing was let there be light? And the light didn't come at the end. The world was in disorder. To put a place that is in disorder in order. If you enter your room and the light is off and you know there is disorder, the first thing you do is to put on the light. That is what will let you see to know that this must go here and this must go there. Planning. So even God plans. Hallelujah. So in 2019, may you be a planner. And to plan, you need to research. Right now, I'm in, to, I'm in church building mode. If you come and check my, the videos I watch on YouTube for the past four months, it's all been on planning a church building. Ask them, when we have anything to do, most of the time, I have read ahead. I may not be technically competent to implement the thing, but as for the background knowledge, I know. When we bought these LED lights, the ones that are shining inside, like this, we bought them years ago when we had even started church. We're looking for design ideas. We discovered a certain website. And we realized that the new pattern for designing church stages is going the LED way. The drapes and things like that. You won't go to Europe and see drapes. You know those things that they drape and do those. No, 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 no. You don't see. And gradually, we also get there. So if you are somebody who is into decor, you need to start getting some of these things. Because even if you drape, the people expect you to shine light through it. So that the, 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 the lace, which is white, can look purple. It can look red to match the colors of the wedding and stuff like that. So what it means is that you, the designer, now you don't need to have purple drapes. You don't need to have red drapes. You don't need to have green drapes. You can have one that is transparent or translucent like this. And you have LED lights. So if you want a green atmosphere, you shine the green through it. If you want a turquoise atmosphere, you shine it through. And there are mixers that can mix the colors. So that all those funny, interesting wedding colors that you girls like. Cyan, magenta, and things like that. When we were small, we knew red, green, yellow, blue, finish. Now the colors are plenty. Lime, champagne, and things. Add palm wine. And I bet she too to it. <laughs> Adam, why are we talking champagne? You won't bring the almighty. I bet she is a very powerful brand. Since we were kids, it's been standing. When we were small, there was this beer called ABC. ABC disappeared. I hear they are trying to bring the. I bet she has stood the test of time. 
You need to respect that brand and name a color after it. Hallelujah. So you need to be a planner. So I'm reading about church buildings. How to maximize vertical and horizontal space. So that when we sit with the architect and we are talking, he can't bully me with his ideas. Hallelujah. Because you see, whatever it is, you can have all the skill. But as for the vision of the thing, it is the head of the house who receive it from God. And if you don't educate yourself well, so that you can impart the vision to them, they will do what they have learned in school. And it's not what God wants, wants to happen. When they were building the tabernacle, there were builders and masons and experts among the Israelites. But the pattern and the specificities were given to Moses by God. Hallelujah. So I'm reading all of those things. Before we bought them, I knew everything about this LED light. The different intensities and number of lumens and everything. And I told her, go and read. Go and read. Learn that thing. At that time, you couldn't get this thing to buy in Ghana here. So we made arrangements and got it all the way from China. Now you can get these things to buy in Ghana. Those days you couldn't get it in Ghana. We had to do our research and get it well done. Somebody say planning. How you see this place laid out, it was planning. We planned it. The colors. The curtains. I went to a shop. This one said, we won't leave it for the ladies. Myself, Pastor Alpha, and then Victor. We went to some shop somewhere. We chose the silver and then the blue. Isn't it a powerful combination? It's a powerful combination. Yeah. So you need to be a planner. If you want to have your wedding this year, by now you should know the budget you are going to run. You don't leave things to chance. We are trusting God. We are, we are believing God. You, go, you are there. You are not planning anything. You can speak all the tongues in this world. If you don't add planning, weddings can be fun, but it can also embarrass you. If you want to have your wedding in June, July, you better look for an indoor venue for your reception. I'm not prophesying do. <laughs> look for an indoor venue for your reception. We, our wedding originally wanted to do it June somewhere. We were like, no. Charlie, this rains. Somebody is praying for rain. <laughs> Somebody needs that rain for something. And the person is probably praying harder than you. So don't take things to chance. Unless you are Elijah and you can trust your anointing to lock the heavens. Look for an indoor venue. Go there and go and do it. When it's raining outside, then you sing, there shall be showers of blessing. And you're still enjoying Rather than people running away and this is uh, everything, helter skelter. Somebody say planning. You need to plan. You know your budget. You know your income. You know how much you must spend and how much you must save in a month to be able to raise that kind of money since you don't intend to go and steal. And you must be disciplined with the income that you have, the, the, the budget that you have made. If you decide that I'm earning thousands of this a month, I'm spending 500, paying tight of 100, saving 400 for the wedding, let it be so. 
always miscellaneous, 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 miscellaneous. The time you realize everything is gone into miscellaneous, indiscipline. And time is coming. You have gone to promise the lady's parents that June, we are coming in full force. June is coming. You say, the Lord says you should move to October, then December, like that. All because you are planning. You are not planning, but this year you will plan. Hallelujah. Plan. Sit down and draw a budget. If it means calculating to the point of how much credit you must use in a week for you to be able to achieve that thing, you must calculate it to that level, minutest detail, and be disciplined with it. Your academic goals, you must plan. Plan your studies. Don't leave everything to chance. Because you see, when you leave things like that, eh, when you are reading, you read the things that are easy for you to understand so that you feel good. You have been there before. There are some things you just want to avoid. Because they are so complex, they are not interesting. You don't really feel like reading them. If you are not disciplined and you don't push yourself, you will not read those things. But those are the things you should rather spend more time on. Because we want the feel-good factor. You leave the reading room and Charlie, me too, my head has swollen with filler. I know things. You don't have to come out and it's like you are still confused. When you leave things to chance, that's what happens. Make more times for the things that you struggle in. It's very easy to veer towards the things that come to you naturally. And this year you must make a conscious effort. If you are going to break into the realm of the impossible, make a conscious effort to spend more time and energy on the things that are difficult, the things that don't come easily to you. Those that come easily, you don't need a lot of time for you to catch them. You don't need a lot of time for you to... It's the same with abilities and talents. The things that you struggle more in, spend more time sharpening them. You realize that gradually you become good at everything. Hallelujah. Planning. And then finally, walk in the spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence. The Bible talks about the fact that Daniel had the, an excellent spirit. What does it mean to have an excellent spirit? There's a difference between good and very good. And there's a difference between very good and excellent. Excellence means you have done the thing as best as it can be done. As it can possibly be done. And that, that should be your attitude when you are doing things. If it is a business you have, brand it excellently. Branding is very, very important. Trust me. How you brand yourself can be the difference between your business succeeding and your business collapsing. Branding. Your brand is the first impression. Somebody saw the logo of Overflow and the person was like, immediately it gives you an idea that these people are serious, they like quality, and they know what they are about. If the logo is a very busy logo, all things here, it's like you want it to be over spiritual, there must be a dove inside an angel in one corner everything is so busy it doesn't carry a message yes a lion roaring lion of Judah you put so many things and then if you are traditional so you add some eating grass symbol somewhere genuinely except God if you go and put that in your church logo nobody will come there I mean we all will die some <laughs> And it's so busy and nobody can... It doesn't... Somebody look at it and say, oh, it, the impression she got was that this is a home. The way the thing is like a, you know, like that. it's like a home. You feel at home there. Branding. 
Very important. That's excellence. Everything you do, do it as if you are doing it unto the Lord. When you are singing, sing to the best of your ability. A song is raised. You come and back. You don't see why you should sing three parts. After all, we are singing the song. So let us all sing the main line. But if you add the auto and you add the tenor and you even attempt some bass in it, you realize that the thing comes out nicer and the atmosphere is more powerful. Hallelujah. The sound, when we are tuning it, we tune it to the best of our ability. Hallelujah. When the worshippers, they take the thing and they say, Hallelujah, and there's a reverb in the thing. Uh-huh. There are some places you pick. There was a day I went to preach for Reverend Benazam at the, the Living Streams had a convention at uh, the Pentecost um, Convention Center. That day, I didn't feel like preaching. It was getting to the end of the year like this. I had preached so many times. I was tired. You know that kind of thing where you just want to pick the microphone and do it quickly. Like the way I was feeling today. But you see that I've exceeded my time. Because the sound is good and the spirit of excellence is here. <laughs> I picked up the microphone when I said hallelujah. The voice that came out said, Charlie, and then preach. I shall preach. Clarity. Base are base. Everything was powerful. I said, Charlie, let me peg myself well and begin to fire. Say excellence. In your dressing to the spirit of excellence, Marshall. Showing the spirit of excellence in dressing doesn't mean you are dressing extravagantly. You can be simple but still on point. Combine the colors well. Don't behave like Kakabotobi. You know those people by the roadside that are they wear so they are dancing for money. Some people they appear and actually who chose your colors for you? Are you colorblind or something? Dress properly. Excellence. Everything we are doing, we must do it as if it's unto God. You do it to the best of your ability. And think with a spirit of excellence. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't settle for mediocrity. Oh, but the thing, after all, it's been done. No. One insurance company said, if it must be done, it must be done well. It must be done and done properly. I pray that the spirit of excellence will come upon you. Even in your academics. You see, the difference between the one who makes a distinction and the one who passes. They all got the same lectures. They all went for the same lectures. They have the same materials. But the difference is attention to detail. When we are all sitting reading, we are not reading at the same level. There are some that are reading best eye view. Broad things. There are others that are reading microscopic level. Things that you think, Charlie, who wants me to know this thing? What kind of detail is it? They are memorizing those things. And when they are certain questions, they said best eye level view questions. And they said microscopic level questions to separate the normal students from the extraordinary student. And that is where it shows. Attention to detail. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't settle for less. Because there's so much that God has placed in you. And my prayer for you is that in this 2019, as the Bible says in Romans 8 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God, the breaking out of the sons of God. May you break out of every comfort zone. 
may you break out of every inferiority complex by the end of this year may the world see what god has placed in you and let every resistance to the blessings of god upon your life for this year be taken out of the way in the name of jesus we speak over your life and over your head that the heavens shall be opened unto you when you pray god will hear and god will answer put your hands together for the lord and stand to your feet I want you to pray for just two minutes. Just want to commit 2019 to the hands of God. It is a year of possibilities. You want to pray that, Lord, let the spirit of excellence rest upon me. Let the scales fall out of my eyes. I've been seeing things in a certain way. I like mediocrity. I, I like, sometimes we, we hide behind humility. Oh, that small is beautiful. Simple is beautiful. Meanwhile, there is the ability to, to be bigger. There is the ability to come out better. It is not... A Christian way of thinking. We want to pray that Lord, let the spirit of excellence come upon me. Let the spirit of discipline give me the ability to plan. Lift up your voice, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice, begin to pray. Come on, lift up your voice. The spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence. The ability to plan well. Consistency. Discipline. But this year you stop being late. You stop being, being, being lazy with prayer. Consistency. You also want to pray for tenacity of purpose. I didn't have the time to speak about that. For you to do the impossible, you must have tenacity of purpose. Because there are times you try the first time and you fail. But you need the tenacity of purpose to continue moving on until you achieve that which God wants you to achieve. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word that has come forth. We pray in the name of Jesus that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits. That we shall be doers of it and not listeners only. We pray for the spirit of excellence. We pray for the spirit of discipline. We pray for tenacity of purpose. We pray for consistency. We pray for the ability to plan well in this year 2019. And Father, by the time this year ends, may people look at us and see that indeed there has been a change for the better. May people see, look at us and see your glory at work in us. May people look at us and see your power and your hand at work in us. Father, let everything that is impossible be made possible in our lives this year. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord as we take our seats? We trust you have been blessed by this message. For information on how you can receive more teachings from the man of God, reach us on 024-873-7450. Stay blessed. Overflow. 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 Overflow.